0: Luke chapter 8 this morning In your Bibles, Luke chapter 8 When you find your place, if you'll stand this morning Luke chapter 8 I want to talk to you today about this subject A lady who had an issue So we're going to talk about all the ladies today And uh, so, uh, anyway uh, <laughs> I ain't scared, alright And uh, <laughs> Brother Ricky will protect me. All right, and uh, <laughs> Amen. Aren't you glad we can have fun in the house of the Amen. Lord? Amen. Amen. Luke chapter eight this morning, and look if you will, please. When you find your place, look at uh, verse number forty-one, and we're going to read down through right, right around verse number forty-eight. Luke chapter eight, and verse number forty-one. The Bible says, and behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus's feet and besought him that he would come. Into his house, for he had one only daughter, about twelve years of age, and she lay a dying. But as he went, the people thronged him, and we preached about Jairus and his daughter the other night. And so, to some, this would seem like distraction. The Lord Jesus is on his way to Jairus's house to heal to heal his daughter, and uh, on the trip, he gets distracted. But that's the ministry. The ministry is distraction. The ministry's people. Verse 43, and a woman having an issue of blood, 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood staunched. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied Peter and they that were with him said, Master. The multitude thronged thee and pressed thee and sayest thou who touched me. And Jesus said, somebody hath touched me. For I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. There was a lot of folks touching him, but not a lot a Lot of folks touching him like this young lady or this lady touched him. Verse 47, the Bible says, and when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him, she declared unto him before all the people, for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. What a great story. The Bible just preaches itself a lot of times. You may be seated this morning. Our text verse is verse number 47. That's where I want to draw your attention to this morning. And the Bible says, and when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling. And falling down before him, she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. I, uh, I, don't, know, I don't know how I come across sometimes, but, uh, I, and Brother Brandon and I, we have this conversation all the time. After 30, uh, 30 years of ministry, every time I walk out that door, I'm nervous every time. And I guess it seems like that nervousness would finally go away after all these years. But I guess if all that nervousness goes away, then that might mean that you're depending more on yourself than you are on the power of the Holy Spirit. And we want the service always to go right. Sometimes I come across a little brash. Sometimes I, I come across a little abrasive. I know I do. I, and I, I'm working on it. You pray for me. Amen. I'm a, Brother Mike, I'm a work in progress, bro. Pray for me. I'm not a, I guess what I'm trying to say this morning is your preacher is not a, I'm not a know-it-all and I don't mean to come across that way. But what I'm going to tell you this morning, it just works. And although there are so many things that I don't know, and somebody said the more you learn, the more you learn you don't know. And that is true. But what I'm going to tell you this morning is absolute, 100% truth. And I can't always tell you what the will of God is for your life, but I can tell you that if you'll apply what I'm going to give you this morning, it'll work. That's good. I promise you it'll work. The problem with what I'm going to give you this morning is too many people just don't want to put it into practice. Right. And so I'm burdened this morning. I have a heavy, not a heavy heart, but, uh, but I am burdened. I'm burdened about some people. And uh, whew, mm. you don't have a perfect preacher, but you got a preacher that loves you. Amen. Amen. And God knows my heart. I've wept some tears this week. Just praying, asking God to do some miracles, and asking God to work in some lives and to salvage what the destroyer would love to take away. And he's able. He is able. That's the thing. He is so able this morning. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about that subject. A lady who had an issue. You may have an issue this morning of some kind. may not be like this lady, but you may have an issue. And I'm going to tell you how you can get rid of that issue today and how it can be solved. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer at this time, and we'll jump right into the Bible study this morning. Father, thank you so much. For loving us and thank you for the opportunity To be back at Calvary And Lord, every service to me seems like it flies by And this one seems no different It seems like we've only been here just a few minutes I'm sure to others it seems different than that But Lord, it just seems like It's, it's just just Went right by But Lord, as we take just a few moments As we close The service I pray that you'll bless the preaching of the word of God And I pray that God You'll give us ears To hear And help us not to be distracted. I know the devil's already tried that tactic today. And I I pray that you'd help us not to be distracted. But God, help us to be focused on what you have for us today. Uh, Help the preacher to be focused. And God, I pray that you help our people to be focused on getting something from God today. Because I believe you've got something for us. I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, not just for the pastor, but for the people. And Lord, help us not to be just hearers. But help us to be doers of the word. Save that one that might be lost and encourage that one that might be discouraged. And we pray that you'd help everything to be right. We love you, Lord, and ask you for your help. In Jesus' name we pray and for his sake. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Well, in Luke chapter 8, we read about a lady who was no stranger to hardship. The Bible's very clear to point out that she's been afflicted for 12 years, 12 years of her life. Now, we're not exactly sure what's going on with this lady. We're not exactly sure what her issue is. It's an issue of blood of some type. Most scholars believe that uh, the Bible is indicating that there is some type of a hemorrhage in her body or uh, that she is no doubt bleeding internally. And, uh, and, of course, some of you know what that's about. Uh, you've been there before where you went to the doctor. The doctor said, you're losing blood. We're not sure where you're losing blood from. And when you begin to lose blood, well, then you have to begin to fight with anemia and, and different uh, problems. And so this lady is, uh, is very sick. We're not exactly sure what's going on. But we know this because the Bible tells us that she has spent all of her living on doctors, trying to, to be better, trying to be healed. But, of course, uh, Scripture tells us to no avail. Uh, we'll not go there today, but uh, we're reading out of Luke's gospel. If you go to Mark's gospel, Mark talks about this same story. And in Mark's gospel, he says that she's not only has not grown better, but she has actually grown worse. Uh, and uh, Mark said "And it was nothing better, but rather grew worse. But what a happy story. What a happy ending to a story. In Luke chapter 8, we notice that after all these years, this lady is miraculously healed of this disease. This issue that she had was taken away. Now, here's the question this morning. What caused this lady to be healed? What caused her problem to to disappear? What caused her life to be changed? Well, you say, preacher, it was her faith, and that's absolutely right. You're right about that. If you said that, then you're exactly right. It was her faith. But one of the things that I noticed as I was reading Luke chapter 8 is I noticed that there were some very important things that accompanied her faith. Uh, and I really believe that this had a bearing on the uh, reason that she was healed, and I definitely believe that they're worthy of mention. And I want to point out three of those things for you this morning if I could. Number one, we notice, first of all, a certain fearfulness, a certain fearfulness. Now I want you to look back in your Bibles again this morning and look at Luke chapter 8 and verse number 47. The Bible says, And when the woman saw that she was not hid, look at this, look at the next three words. The Bible says she came trembling. She came trembling. Now, uh, she's frightened. She's afraid. And someone may say, preacher, what was she afraid of? Now, think about it. And think about the story this morning. Maybe she was afraid of dying. I mean, that's a, I think that's a valid point this morning. She's been sick for 12 years. She's been to every doctor under the sun. She spent all of her living on physicians, and yet she's growing worse and worse, Mark's gospel says, and so it could be that this lady thought, you know what, I'm probably going to die. I'm probably going to die. Now, may I just say this morning that dying ought to be a real concern for those who have never placed their faith in Jesus Christ. If you're here, this, and, and, and as far as we know, this lady had not been made whole spiritually at this point, and so she had a reason to be frightened. If you're here this morning, and you don't know that you know that you know that you're born again, And going to heaven, you also have a reason to be frightened. Because the truth is, life is very fragile. And we're not promised another day. We're not promised another breath. Uh, You're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm just a young person. I'm not old like you. I'm just a young person. And uh, I'm telling you, young people die every single day. And how many times have we seen that even in our local area just in the last few days of young people being killed and people dying? And so uh, it could be that she was afraid of dying, of passing away, of being overcome by this affliction. But probably, probably, uh, she was afraid of being discovered. I believe that's probably where the context is. Look back at the verse again, verse 47. Look at the verse part. The Bible says, And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling. And so it it looked, and no doubt she was probably afraid of dying, but it looks like more so she was afraid of being discovered. Evidently, she did not want people to know that she was sick. She was embarrassed about her infirmity. Have you ever had something going on in your life physically and you were embarrassed about it? You didn't want anybody to know? Maybe there was something you had going on or you had to go see a doctor about it. And uh, you didn't even want to tell the doctor about it. I mean, you were so embarrassed about it and, uh, and uh, you definitely didn't want to, uh, people to know. You wanted the church to pray, but you would say, pray, I've got an unspoken request and you didn't tell anybody what it was. Well, that's where this lady is. She's evidently embarrassed about her infirmity. and uh, But here's my point this morning. When she finally got honest, she got help. When she finally came out, and got honest about her affliction, and got honest about her need, and got honest about her problem, you know what happened? Healing came. As soon as she got honest about it, did you know that most people will never get help, and most people will never get healed until they get sick and tired of being sick and tired? And they finally get to that point where they say, you know what? I don't have everything together. And the, 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 the perfect truth of the matter is, is preacher, I need some help. Now, the truth is, a lot of folks never come there. They never get there. They need to get there, but they never get there. And because they're never willing to get honest and they're, they're never willing to come out about their problem, they're never going to get help. They just, they're like that little gerbil on the wheel. They just keep going round and round and round, doing the same thing over and over and over, year after year after year. And I think, I'm not sure, but I think it was Albert Einstein who said, doing the same things over and over and over, but expecting different results is insanity. Listen, if you do the same thing, all the time, you're going to get the same result all the time. And if you're here this morning and you've got an issue, then then here's the the point, change, amen. I mean, you finally got to come to that point where you say, you know what, I've got a problem, I've got an issue, and I need some help. Listen to this statement. Pride will keep a lot of people from getting saved. But pride will also keep a lot of people from getting help. And pride will also keep a lot of people from getting right. They're living outside the will of God. Amen, amen. They're living outside the will of God right now. And the truth of the matter is they'll never get right because they're not willing to get honest. I mean, you know what? They know how to tie the tie just right. They know how to carry their Bible under their arm just right. They know how to, you know, get out of the car and and shake hands and act like they've got it all together. But the truth of the matter is they've got an issue. The truth of the matter is they've got a problem, and they're just not willing to admit it to God and get honest about it. Now, listen, church, I'm just telling you, until we're willing to get honest and say, God, Uh, I'm just going to tell it like it is. I've got an issue. You know I do. There's no use in hiding it. I've got a problem. And when you get honest, it's amazing how help begins to come. I I I I was not going to tell this illustration, but, but even this morning in the study, the Lord just brought this to my mind. Now, I thought about that king. That boarded one of his ships, one of his many ships, and this was back in the day when those ships were um, were powered by by rowers, by uh, men down in the belly of that ship who were chained to those oars, and uh, they would they would propel those ships. And the king one day went down in one of those in the, in, into the bottom of that ship, and there were those prisoners. They were chained to those oars, and and the smell was horrible, and and uh, those men were, were dressed in rags and, and, uh, and the king came down and he went to different prisoners and he said, sir, he said, may I ask you, why are you here? Why are you chained to that oar? And this man said, king, you don't understand. I was falsely accused. I didn't really do it. I was falsely accused. And, uh, and I don't deserve to be here. I, I, I Listen, I'm, the, I'm a good person. I'm an honest man and I don't deserve to be here. He went to the next prisoner and he said, sir, could you tell me why you're here? He said, oh, I said, I had a lousy lawyer a lousy lord, said, man, he was just a terrible attorney and said uh, he didn't represent me well. And he said, I should have I hired somebody else. And, and he said, because he did not handle my case right, that's why uh, I am a prisoner. He went to another, and, and, and the other prisoner said, well, he said, I'm here because the judge hated me. The judge disliked me. And he said, he said uh, uh, king, he said, I'm a good man. And he said, I don't deserve to be here. And then he went finally to another man, and he said, sir, he said, why are you here? And that man looked back at the king and he said your majesty I'm here because I deserve to be here. He said I broke the law. And he said, I was was apprehended. And he said, I'm I'm serving my sentence here. And he said, the reason that I'm here is because I deserve to be a prisoner. I deserve to be an inmate. And he said, I'm just serving my sentence here. And the king said, hey, he said, what is this sinner doing down here with all these righteous men? He said, release him immediately and let him go. That's what I'm talking about. Man, when you just finally come to the point and you say, "What? I've got some some things that that I need help on and I'm just gonna gonna get honest. I mean, I've got an addiction or I've got got a a problem out of my family or I've got a problem at the job or whatever it might be uh, and just get honest about it. Brother, I'm telling you, when you say I'm gonna get honest about it, it's amazing how help is on the way. We notice a certain fearfulness, but quickly, and this goes right along with that last point, Number two, we notice a falling down. Look back at our scripture again. Luke chapter eight, verse 47. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. Oh, I love that. We not only notice that, we notice a falling down. It implies humility, she was willing to humble herself before Christ. And by the way, church, she was not only willing to humble herself before Christ, she was willing to humble herself before the crowd. Someone says, preacher, I'm willing to get right with God. I'm not getting right with the crowd. I'm not really sure you can get right with the crowd and not be right with God. Or be right with God and not be right with the crowd. You not know what I'm saying. Uh, Humility, it implies humility. She was willing to to humble herself, but also it implies worship, worship. She fell down before the Son of God, worship. Hey, did you know this is not worship? Did you know what the word worship means? It means bowing down. It means willing to bow before him and give him homage and give him Worship. And in an amazing church, it never fails when people begin to humble themselves that it allows God to do great things. Man, it's right here in our passage. Would you look back with me, please, in Luke chapter 8, verse number 27, not preaching on this story, but this is the story of the demoniac of Gadara. The Bible says he's filled with a legion of demons. The Bible says he's cutting himself, living in the tombs, uh, wears no clothes. He's a lunatic. But look what happened in Luke 8, verse number 27. The Bible says, and when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city, a certain man which had devils long time, and wear no clothes, neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. Watch now, watch now. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him uh, and with a loud voice said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God, most high, beseech thee, torment me not. By the way, you can put a big stamp right there, healed, healed. If you read on just a little further, you'll find out that Jesus cast those demons out And when they came, they found him clothed and in his right mind, uh, and God used him in a great way. Why? Because he was willing to fall down. He was willing to humble himself, willing to heal, uh, and and God brought healing. Look down a few verses. Luke chapter 8 and verse number 40. The Bible says, And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. Verse 41. And behold, there came a man named Jairus. He and He was a ruler. Now, now, now get this now. He was a ruler of the synagogue. He was a, a powerful man. And the Bible says, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had only one only daughter, about twelve years of age, and she lay a dying. But as he went, the people thrown, wait a minute, now you can put a big stamp there, healed. You know what? Jairus got what he needed. You know why? He was willing to bow. He was willing to fall down before the Lord. And then we notice verse number 47, our text today. Luke 8, verse 47. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. Now, this is all I'm saying. This is so simple. This is so simple preaching this morning. Listen, this is all I'm saying. I don't care what's going on in your life today. It may seem impossible. It may seem like it could never be healed. It may seem like it could never be fixed. But I'm telling you, if you would be willing to fall down before the Son of God and say, Lord, I've got a problem and it is a mess. I've made a wreck of things. I've made a mess of things. But, brother, if you'd be willing just to fall down before him and say, God, I can't handle it myself. I can't heal it myself. I can't help myself. I don't know what I'm going to do. The preacher can't help me. The professor can't help me. But, Lord, I need your help. I'm telling you, brother, there is a God. And I don't care what it is. There's a God that can give you the victory to overcome what's in your life this morning. You say, but Pastor, you don't know. I don't have to know. He knows. That's enough. And you know what? What I cannot do, he can do. And what these other good Christians cannot do, he can do. But you say, Pastor, but but no, it's it's beyond help, it's beyond repair. No. With you it is. With you, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. You're here this morning and you're you're battling with something and you're embarrassed for anybody else to even know about it. I'm telling you, oh man, if you just be willing to humble yourself and say, God, okay, here it is. I'm wrong. I'm wrong, Lord. I don't have it all together. God, I have made a mess, man. My good friend Dave Kissler, I remember Dave telling this story. Just thought about this. His mom was an avid artist, and Dave said that when he and his siblings were growing up, that his mother always made them learn to paint. So they would take some time, and uh, they would have a class, if you will, and she would teach them how to paint. And one day, Dave said, as they were painting, he said he accidentally knocked over his little uh, uh, container of paint. He knocked it over, and it just went all over the, the canvas there. He called his mom and he said, "Mom, Mom." He said, "I've made a terrible mess." I'm just going to have to, to rip this up and throw it away. She said, no, wait, honey, wait, wait. He said, Mom, look, look at it. It's all smeared and messed. She said, wait a minute, honey, wait a minute. And he, wait a minute now. What a novice artist could not do, a knowledgeable uh, artist could do. And she said, honey, wait a minute. She got her different tools out. And she began to, she begin to dab here a little bit and dive here. And she began to wipe this way just a little bit. And she began to push this here. And, uh, and Dave said, man, it was amazing. All of a sudden he said, my mom took what, oh this, oh, this is a blessing this morning. He said, my mom took what was a mess. And she, he said, she began to make a beautiful, a beautiful picture out of that. And I said that to say this, did you know that God can take your terrible mess? And God can take your ruin and God can take your wreck this morning. Yes, yes. You say he can't, yes he can If you'll just fall down And get honest and say Oh God, I can't do it on my own I've got to have your help this morning Amen Yes, yes, yes Now here's the problem though A lot of folk won't do that Because you want everybody To keep thinking that you've got it all together And I'm Mr. Perfect, and I've got the perfect marriage, and I've got the perfect family, and I've got the perfect home, and I am the perfect Christian. And I hate to tell you this, but you're not perfect in any of those areas. And neither am I, and neither is anybody else. There's one perfect, and that is Jesus Christ. And there's one that can fix whatever's wrong. Jesus is right for whatever's wrong. In your life. Well I wish I I had the voice. I wish I had a voice like I used to have. I preached it away. I wish I could cut loose right now and sing. He is the remedy. Oh yes. And he is the remedy. If you just be willing to humble yourself. Now we notice. That certain fearfulness and that falling down. Let me give you this last point we're going to go. Number next. Last of all we notice a forceful witness now don't miss this church because this is a blessing now look at Luke 8 verse 47 the Bible says and when the woman saw that she was not hid she got honest she came trembling and then the Bible says in falling down before him boy she fell down before him right in front of the crowd now look what happened next she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him Lord, I've got an issue. <laughs> I just noticed that. I just noticed that for what cause she had touched. Lord, I got a problem. this is why I touched you, and how she was healed immediately. Now wait a minute, how, she wasn't afraid to let people know she had touched the master and that she was healed. I'll ask your question this morning. Do people know that you've been healed? Do they, do they know that, that you've been touched? By the Savior Do they know I mean you just blend in With everybody else at work Or when you come in I'm not talking about being weird Y'all know that But I am talking about being peculiar And when you go to work do they, Can they tell there's something different Can they tell that That Jesus has touched your mouth You don't use the same words Everybody else uses Can they tell you That, that, that Jesus has touched your attitude You don't have that same Old sour attitude That everybody else has can they tell that you have been touched by the Master? And we notice that this lady begins to witness. She begins to tell everybody about what Jesus Christ had done. And I submit this morning that that witness exploded. do you a preacher. Well, I want you to take your Bibles and turn to the Book of Matthew, the Book of Matthew, and I want you to find your place in verse number uh, Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. So here's this little lady with an issue who gets healed and she begins to tell everybody about what Jesus has done. Now notice what happens in Matthew 14 verse 34. This is after that. This is after that miracle. The Bible says in verse 34, And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, Oh, church, don't miss this. They sent out into all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfect. Oh, I I got, got a question. Where did they ever hear some story about just touching the hem? I'll tell you exactly where they heard it. There was a little lady that got honest. There was a little lady that got humble, and there was a little lady that got healed, and she started telling that story everywhere she went. I touched his garment. I touched the hem of his garment. I touched the hem of his garment. I didn't make it all the way to him, but I just touched the hem of his garment. She said, when I touched the hem, I got healed, and I want to tell you about it. Him this morning. Amen. Not the H E M, but the H I M. I want to tell you about Him and her witness begin to explode in growth. Now, I just said that and say this, Calvary. Man, that ought to be our testimony. We ought to be telling everybody we can about the witness of Jesus Christ and how Jesus has changed our life and how Jesus has helped our marriage and how Jesus has helped our family. And we ought to be witnessing to everybody that we come in contact with. Oh, yes. You got an issue? He can heal it. He can heal it. Now you're going to have to have some faith. But I think maybe you're going to have to put some things with that faith. And you're going to have to say, I'm going to have to finally get honest. And I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to make a change. And if you'll bow before his feet, he'll help you today. Father. Thank you for this time we've had together this morning Lord There is not a problem You cannot solve There's not an ocean too deep Nor a valley too wide God you're able You're able God maybe there's somebody here in this crowd this morning That just needs to get honest Lord, they've been embarrassed about their issue. They don't want anybody to know about their issue. But, Lord, today they just come and get honest. And just bow before you. Fall down before you. And say, Lord, I've got a a situation. And I can't fix it. And the preacher can't fix it. But I know you can. God, today may there be some repentance going on. May today there be some humbling and humility being exhibited. And then, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to to leave out of this place and determine today that we're going to be a witness of his power and his majesty and his grace and his love and his so great salvation. Lord, I pray that you'll bless this invitation. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. And uh, right before we stand, with heads bowed and eyes closed, I wonder how many may be here today and you'd say, Pastor, if I died today, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I am saved. I know that I'm born again. If you can honestly say that, would you just slip your hand up real quickly and take it right back down? Praise the Lord. There's a lot of hands. But I'm not sure it was every hand. I'm not going to embarrass you this morning, but I do want to ask a second question. I wonder how many may be here today and you'd say, Pastor, if I died today, I'm not 100% sure that I would go to heaven. I care enough to let you say a prayer for me. And you just slip your hand up right now. Say, Pastor, remember me. Remember me. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Is there another... Is there another? Hey, church, come on. Let's get honest. Let's get honest. You'd slip your hand up right now. Say, Pastor, I haven't raised my hand yet, but I'll raise it now. If I died, I'm not sure about heaven. Would you please remember me this morning? Is there another? You'd slip your hand up anywhere. Can I pray for you? All right. I'm going to pray for these in just a moment. Now let me direct my attention to all the Christians here this morning. How are things with you in your life this morning? You say, Pastor, I've got a situation right now. I don't think it's fixable. And dear child of God, I just, I think the Lord sent me here today to tell you that it is fixable. If you're willing to humble yourself before the Lord. And get honest today. Just get honest. You know what ought to happen, and there's a lot of folks already in the altar, but you know what ought to happen today? There ought to be some folks making their way to an old-fashioned altar today and saying, God, today I'm getting honest. I can't do this on my own. I've got to have your help. I've got to have it. I've got to have you. I've got to have you today. Would you stand with us all over the house this morning? Time's not late. I didn't preach that long. I want you just to let go and let God have his way this morning in this invitation we're going to pause just for a little bit folks are coming folks are coming God's working why don't you come today why don't you come if you're here this morning and you need to be saved I want to encourage you to come we we want to help you this morning Father I thank you for your blessings I pray God that you'll bless in this time of invitation and it's evident God you're already working and hearts are being spoken to and I thank you for that And God, I pray now for these that said that they're not sure for heaven. Lord, I pray today, before they leave this place, they'll come to know Christ as personal Savior. God, help us. Help our church. Lord, your blessing, but God, we know the devil wants to fight and destroy. And God, I pray you not allow him to do that. Help us to be honest today. Help us to get to that place where we admit, God, we need you we got to have you. we got to have your help, your healing, your help, your power. God, I pray that you'll bless. Now, please, we thank you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. The, listen, the pianist will play. If you need to come, the altar is open. I'm going to make my way to the main floor. And if you raise your hand, if you've got a need, if you've got a burden, then I want to encourage you to come right now. Just come on. And we're here to help you this morning. folks are getting help this is what this is what invitation is all about folks are getting help right now this is, folks are getting ministry right now if you're here this morning and you say brother Steve I've got something right now nobody knows about nobody knows I need some help he'll help you today would you come this morning while we wait you come? If you're here today and you don't know that you know that you know that you know that you're on your way to heaven, oh, listen to me. Why don't you come today and let us help you? Let Jesus save you today. Would you come while we wait? While folks are getting some help this morning, there's plenty of time, would you come this morning?